Okay, so welcome, Alex from Alex is living in Germany. Alex Lunning, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah, we were talking about how we've flip flopped lives. You started in Michigan, and now you're in Germany, and I started in Germany, and now I'm in <laughs> Michigan. Uh, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your family and where you're from. So I'm originally from Michigan. I haven't lived there in probably a decade now. Um, we currently live in Germany. My husband's in the military, so that's why we're here. And I have two kids. I have a daughter. She's five. She's in kindergarten. And then I have a son who he's actually going to be three in like two, two and a half weeks. Aww. And we have four animals. So the dog, we have two dogs and two cats. And yeah, we've lived, we've been in Germany for about, let's see, two and a half years now. And then okay. we, uh, we've also lived in Texas as a family and we've lived in California as a family and now we're in Germany. Wow. So big, uh, crisscross the country. That's so impressive, Alex. It's so impressive. I think both from the standpoint of just the change in culture and the change in climate, the seasons operate differently, but that, but also the change in community, which are two things that you wrote in to talk about, and I think will be really helpful for people. Well, let's start with the climate one. So, you know, you've lived in all sorts of different climates. Obviously, Michigan gets real cold in the winter, but you've been in Texas and California, and you have two little kids, so you're having to help them deal with these different places. And so what advice do you have for people who are dealing with the really hot, the extreme heat, or the real cold weather? So I'm from Michigan, so I think I expected to be better equipped to, like, when we moved to Germany where it was colder. I was like, oh, I've done this. I know how to do this. But it's a lot different when you have little kids mm -hmm. that you need to dress and keep warm. And also that like we like to spend lengthy times outside during the day. And yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if I ever had any like special cold gear. I remember like just leaving my coat wide open and like mm -hmm. maybe I had mittens here and there, but that doesn't fly when you've got like a newborn baby. Right. So I think for me, it was just, we, I don't know, when I had my daughter, we were in Texas. Mm -hmm. So, and we had lived in Texas for a while. So I knew the heat. She was born in May. May in Texas is hot. We were in yeah. San Antonio. I remember her first 4th of July. I mean, she was like two months old. And I just tried to eat up the advice of all of my mom friends that had a little bit older kids and were like, just keep the baby cool. We had the stroller fan. We had lots of like linen fabrics and mm -hmm. all those like really lightweight fabrics and just tried to like take the advice of the moms that had kind of been there. And then we moved when she was, I think, let's see, she was 19 or 20 months old, wow. so really little. So we move and I felt like I had it down. I felt like I had Texas down. We would oh. go out in the morning. Like we'd have breakfast. Yeah. We'd go out in the morning. We'd come home. We'd have our lunch at home. She'd nap through the hottest part of the day. Mm -hmm. We might go out to the neighborhood park in the afternoon. And that was perfect. And that worked so well. And then we moved. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I got a grip on it. And then we moved. Yep. We moved to California, which we were in Monterey, which is central coast of California. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I thought of California, I had actually never been before we moved. I thought of it and I was like, oh, it's hot, like Texas. Like, I don't know. I just thought of, I guess, like Southern California or something. Yeah. So we get there and I'm like, oh, 
we're wearing our winter coats in July. Like I have to adjust to this. It's rainy. We had um, wow. rain boots for the first time. My daughter actually never owned rain boots. Yeah. Um, and kind of the same thing, just plugging into that community. We found a free forest school that we started to go to. Mm-hmm. And I just like looked around at other kids. And I'm like, what do they have? Let me talk to their parents, yeah. see what their advice is. And then we were only there for a year. I was pregnant. With, I got pregnant with my son. And so we were only there for years. So I was pretty much pregnant the whole time we were <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. And then he was born in December. And I was like, okay, I've got a newborn baby, but the winters are pretty mild. Not really mm-hmm. a big deal. And then we moved again. <laughs> Just as soon as I kind of felt like I had it down, had recovered from, mm-hmm. you know, having him. And then, yeah, we yeah. moved again. And there's a little bit of a story in there about our move because it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we got a little oh. stuck on our way to go to Germany. Where did you get stuck? So this might, I'll try to make it a short story, but we left our house in California. We, when you're in the military, they come and pack all your stuff up mm-hmm. and they ship it off to wherever it's going. And then usually you're staying behind a little bit Yeah, and then you go. So they packed all of our stuff up in, I think, February, uh, beginning of February, 2020. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And um, that's when things were kind of starting to sound like what's going on. Yeah. But we were supposed to move to Germany, but we were leaving the country. So we wanted, we had a brand new baby. We wanted to go visit friends, family, whatever. So we went back to Texas, which is where my in-laws lived at the time. And we were going to stay there for two weeks, visit family and friends. And then we were going to go to Germany. Right. Well, we did not get to go to Germany because the military had something called a stop movement. Nobody was allowed to do anything. We had to stay where you were. Um, so we were in my in-laws guest room for two and a half months. but Without any of your stuff. Nothing, nothing. But I mean, we had like, our suitcases and yeah, we had our sure. four animals, a newborn baby and a two-year-old in my in-laws <laughs> guest room. And we didn't know it was going to be two and a half months. If we did, we probably would have, you know, like gotten an apartment or just something. Yeah, right. You never know how long it's going to be. Yeah. It just kept being like, oh, like soon, soon, soon. We don't know what's going on. And then we're like, uh, (laughs) but I bought, actually bought a balance bike and I bought a secondhand, um, like Bob stroller off Mm -hmm. of someone. Yeah. And that was actually a time that like being outside really carried us through. Like I would just put my son in the stroller. My daughter would get on her balance bike and we would just walk around, walk around, walk around. And I bought some magnetiles too. I was like the magnetiles, the balance bike, the secondhand stroller, we made it. Then we came to Germany Mm -hmm. and I still have a pretty little baby. My daughter was just about to turn three and it's like cold and wet and it's May Mm -hmm. and May in Texas was hot. I'm like, oh, we got our shorts. We got whatever. I'm like, oh, no, we still need our coats. And I felt like when we got here, there wasn't really that community to plug into as easily and be like, hey, Mm -hmm. what do I do? Like, what do I buy? And it was really overwhelming. But we figured it out. And yeah. And now I'm like, it's so wild. I'm, I feel like I'm the mom now that is giving the advice to people like, and I feel I'm. I'm happy to do it because I'm like, I, that's what I needed. I needed someone yeah. to tell me to buy that base layer. It's worth it. Just buy it. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that part of your story. And actually, I've not ever had anyone on the podcast say that, that when they moved, oh, because parenting is hard enough. There's so much change yeah. happening within your own kids and their developmental stages to add on to that new climate and new people and new 
area, right? Like you're having to figure out where to go and, and all of these different things. It's brilliant to just plug into the other moms that are there and ask them because chances are there's going to be a lot of moms that have maybe lived there their whole lives. Yeah. Or also like when we first, especially when we got to Germany, it wasn't as much when we got to California, but I was like, I don't even know what store to go to. Like, I don't know what any of this means. It's all in a completely different language. And so even just to know, like maybe if someone can't tell you this is exactly what you need, they can say, this is the kind of store that sells the kind of thing that you need. And it just gives you that like pushing off point. And so Mm -hmm. I you know, as soon as I started getting kind of plugged into the community and kind of muddled through a little bit, it just made it a lot easier. So I think that's really brave, Alex, actually. I mean, it's brave to ask for help and to go into a group of people and to say, I'm new here and I need help and I need to know where I can find whatever I need. Or like you said, you moved to California and it's raining and you, you hadn't been in that climate before where you needed the boots. And so you're looking around, like, what does everyone else do? And it reminds us, I think, to be open with our knowledge because you never know who really is going to need it. So it's neat that your story has come full circle and now you're helping other people where you're at. Uh, use, use it in this interesting thing, which I think is great to talk about, uh, which no, I'm, at least it's the ones I've read, no one has said this yet, like doing 1,000 hours outside, but with actually out keeping track of your time outside. And to a large degree, that is the point is just to be aware. That's part of it. The point is to be aware of all of the benefits and to each their own. I mean, every family and every personality is so different. For me, it's a motivator and something to celebrate. But there oh, are a lot I of keep people. track. I do. Oh, keep you track. do. Oh, yeah, okay. I totally do. Oh my gosh, data is like my best friend. Oh, okay. I okay. This is what you said. Then let, let me let me go back. You say that yeah. data is valuable, but you don't have to do it perfectly in order for it to be. Oh valuable. yeah. Okay. So that's one thing. When you said asking for help, I was like, so. I feel like my whole life I've been a total perfectionist. If I can't do it perfect, is it worth doing Mm. at all? And 1,000 Hours Outside is one of the first things where I was like, wow, if I do this and this is our third year tracking and I've never actually, I don't know if we've even made it to 1,000 Hours because, well, actually this year we finally did. We just made it this last week, actually. So cool. But I don't even know the past two years if we made it because I just like forgot track at some point. But it's one of those things where I felt like it was just a little like that crack in that perfectionist streak, which can be so damaging, I think. Um, I was like, oh, if I fail, like I love when you say like if you fail, like you still you still win. And that was that's been really powerful for me as a mother. And I found 1000 hours as a very young mother. My son was a brand new baby and my daughter was about to turn three and it was life changing for me. And Mm. I love, I do. I love the data though. I love coloring in the thing. I love the app. I love it all. But it just is something that kind of fell off for me in certain seasons of my life where Mm -hmm. it just wasn't something I could focus on as much. And, but it's still, even though I couldn't, let's say I couldn't finish or I couldn't do it right, like perfect. Mm -hmm. It's still, I still allowed it to change my life. And that was, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just been amazing for me over the past three years. So I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. 
and it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit betterhelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash 1000 hours. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. I like, well, and I, for me, I mean, my, this is just sharing my own story. And I was in the same stage as you when we started spending time outside. It was like a three-year-old and we had a baby and we had an 18 month old too, or I don't know, she was maybe almost two, but um, that those are some really challenging years. And then you have extra challenges because you are moving and leaving community and changing climates and all sorts of things. But your statement was really big to crack that perfectionism streak and, it's an interesting thought to have experiences where you may not do it right or you don't do it, like you said, perfectly, but there's still so much value in it. And that stems to other things in life too. 
to everything, really everything. Yeah. When you like, I mean, and I'm not going to like wax poetic here, but it really is one of truly one of the first things where I was like, wow, this is still worth doing, even if I can't do it perfect. And I think that lends a lot into, I've never felt really comfortable asking for help, but I was like, this is worth it enough. I see the benefits to such a, in such a big way that I'm willing to put myself out there and be like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Like if you could help me, then Mm -hmm. I'm willing to ask yeah. Because this is important to me and I need help reaching this goal. And I yeah. see that how, like what a big benefit it is, not just for me, mm-hmm. but for my kids. Yeah. So. Uh, talk to us about building community. There's a lot of military families that I've connected with and I see their photos and just life happens and people move and you have become an expert at doing it with young kids. How are you building community when you move to a new place? Um, well, I'm a total extrovert, so I think that really helps. <laughs> um, I will talk to anyone about anything, really. I actually have a, a friend who was joking about that with me one time. She's like, I didn't think you guys had anything in common. And there you were talking 30 minutes later. And I'm like, <laughs> That's I don't cool. know. So I definitely have that on my side. My mom's like a big community builder, a big mm-hmm. extrovert. So I think that I learned those things early on, even though they weren't um, really as important to me like important for me early on. Cause I just, you know, I was pretty much in my same hometown for like my whole life, but then wow, I, what a change what yeah, a different right? adult life than your child. Yeah. That's super interesting. But I think just jumping in and like, and just doing it scared, like it, it cause it's intimidating sometimes mm-hmm. to just like come into like a big group of people and be like, hi, I'm here. I'm new. It's whatever, but it's always, it's always been worth it. And I've always been really lucky too to, so when I left Michigan, I moved to Texas, to Austin, Texas, and I was working and I was volunteering a lot and and I was just, it was just me. So I think I found that easy to like plug into community. And then I met my husband who was stationed in San Antonio. So then he was like, let's get married. Let's buy a house. You know, he forced me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we moved, but so then I moved to San Antonio and again, like, let me get plugged in to this and just put myself out there. And then when I had little kids, I was like, okay, well, in San Antonio, I did kind of already have like some of my friends, two of my friends, actually, we were pregnant at the same time. Yeah. So that was really lucky. And there were classes and there were things to do. And then we moved to California and we got really lucky. There was an age-based play group there. So you would register and it was all kids that were born within, it might've been like six months or something. And then there was free forest school there, which was my first introduction into like a play group that was very, I mean, free forest school. I don't know if you've ever been to one, but it's very much like just free play. They'll do like usually a book and a hike and then the kids just kind of like roam around. And so that Mm -hmm. was really cool. And that helped me build some community like that. Yeah. And then when we came to Germany, we were in total lockdown. There was nothing. There's not a lot of options here for people with little kids. Preschool is pretty much non-existent for the Americans. We don't have like, my daughter actually went to like a little parents day out program, Yeah, but it was during, I mean, that was a miracle that we even got a spot because now my son's actually on the wait list and I'm like, we'll never get a spot, but it's okay. Um, But that was during, we had major COVID lockdowns here in Europe Um, which however you feel about them. One of the things that really stunk was that we couldn't like get out and like really chat with the parents. I didn't know anybody. 
Sure. I'm like, I have these two little kids. My husband's work schedule was so weird because they didn't have people in the office. Wow. I just felt like I couldn't get my groove. Like I just couldn't. Yeah. And I'm like, is it because this is my first opportunity, like trying to figure out like what it's like to have two little kids? I mean, I can't even really imagine, Alex. I can't imagine yeah. that. I remember thinking like when everything locked down, I thought that I, as a person, like just for me, I was like, I'm like in the perfect life stage for this because I didn't have babies and I already had my community and, but I would think about other people that were coming into the prime of trying to get jobs or the end of college, the end of high school, new mothers that, I mean, for so many, well, the elderly, you're by yourself, no one's coming to visit that for so many people, the stage that you're in, it could be so detrimental yeah, and that would be one that you move and you don't have your established community and you have small children and what do you do? Yeah, and it was really I'm not going to lie, like it was really hard. And I yeah. I was like is it and then I kept trying to figure out is it because we're in a foreign country? Is it because of the lockdowns? Is it because now I have two kids and it's really overwhelming? Is it because my husband is working from home constantly mm-hmm. and then now he's gone constantly and it was just really weird. Yeah. But we figured it out. We found some really good friends to plug into and we we found all the good hiking trails every single one near our house did them all like 5000 times mm-hmm. and we made it through and i think that i mean really spending time outside is one of those things that really it's something that's always been there for us and it has carried us through so many hard times and like mm-hmm. those hiking trails the little stream behind our house our beautiful backyard like we're so lucky in those regards so we got there. We made it. And then now life is a lot more normal here now. And then I actually met a friend this summer. She just had moved here and she has little kids that are about the same age as mine. Mm-hmm. And we were like, there is nothing here for preschool age kids and toddlers. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like everywhere else we've been, yeah. there's something. And we were both kind of getting to the stage where I felt like I had felt like I found my groove. I have friends. I have community. I'm feeling yeah. supported and good. But like, this is ridiculous. So we were like, what if we just start our own play group? (laughs) I saw that you wrote that in and I thought that was the coolest thing that you started a weekly outdoor play group and you host outdoor hikes and you have dozens of families coming. Yeah. Like, so we actually, we do it every Tuesday. And so today was, was the day. So not only is my voice shot from just being (laughs) in a dry, uh, dry all weekend, then we were leading play group today Mm -hmm. and the, everyone that comes, well, first of all, they're like, how'd you think of this? How did you know to do this? And I'm like, well, the thing is, like, this is a thing everywhere else. We just didn't really have this here. Like, I didn't make this up. You know, I mean, like, we come up, like, we have our own songs and we'll do a book. And But so much of it's just, like, free play, free exploration and, like, social time for the parents. And, like, so many people are stay-at-home parents here because employment's just tough, for, especially for military spouses. And we're in a foreign country, like, just stack that onto it. So it's time to go, like, talk to another adult. Yeah. Um, there's like a little food kiosk at the park that we go to. So we always like, like a lot of the parents will stay late and we'll go and get our soup <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. hot, hot drinks from there. And there's a crew that we always say it's like therapy hour. If you stay till like it wow. ends, it ends technically at 1230. But we always say like, if you stay till 130, it gets deep. We just start really pouring <laughs> our souls out. But it's really fun. And we have... We've had up to 40 families come, which is just wild. Alex, can you imagine if you hadn't have started, you know, you think about those things like, what if you wouldn't have started it? 
I mean, that's yeah, great. I know. That's a big deal to start something and to to be vulnerable enough to think, oh, maybe no one's going to show up. or And then here you're helping facilitate all these relationships for all these people, including the parents. And I think sometimes actually, you know, they talk so much about social skills for kids, but sometimes I think these playtime. It's the parents. <laughs> Yes. It's so we the parents. It so desperately, right? Well, yeah. and it's such a win-win. Like, and what else in life is quite like that, where it does so much for the kids, but it also does for the adults too. So what a cool thing that you're doing, Alex. This has been so neat talking with you. I love what you're doing and you are resilient and brave and you are uh, breaking free from perfectionism and all these things <laughs> that our people are going to really relate to adventuring with really young kids and changing climates and all of that. So I really appreciate you coming on and I don't, maybe like, um, maybe people from Germany will come find you. <laughs> and yeah. Come join well, your I have a, the 1000 hours Germany slash Deutschland. If they mm -hmm. want to join that Facebook group, we're in there yeah. and we po we have our play group. It's called KMC co-op in the woods. And I then we just it. do other hikes and yeah. everything else. Pool days in the summer in Germany is wonderful for the pools. Oh, but that's so too cold fun. now. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Alex, I really appreciate it. We always wrap up with a favorite outdoor childhood memory from your childhood in Michigan. Maybe, yes. maybe your, yours will be from Michigan, but can you share something with us? Yeah, so it's actually, I was thinking about this early. I wasn't sure if you would ask me, but so I actually grew up, my parents live on acreage. And whenever I see people like, oh, I don't have these acres and I don't have all this big plate, like this area for my kids to play. I'm like, well, gosh, one of my favorite childhood memories is in my grandparents' backyard. They had a peach tree. They just had like a little backyard and, you know, mm -hmm. down a little suburban street. I'd sit in the peach tree with, I don't know if my mom will listen to this, but I had a wooden handled paring knife <laughs> sitting in this tree <laughs> and I would just eat peaches off the tree, like cut off a slice and eat them. And like, I just, it's like my happy place I go back to. I'm like, if this, if I'm having a stressful time, I just imagine myself in the <laughs> peach tree. <laughs> I love that memory. And there are those cool trees where you pick apples or you pick peaches and they're easier for kids to climb. Just the way that they're, the structure of those trees. That's so cool. Yeah. It was a perfect one. Well, Alex, I so appreciate this. Thank you for coming on. And I think it's so awesome what you're doing. Cool. Well, I think it's so awesome what you're doing. And thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat with you. It was great, Alex. Thank you. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. 
We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.